Welcome back, listeners. I'm Sam. And I'm Lindsay. And this is the Back to Backlog podcast. Welcome, welcome. week we're going to be talking about recent uh, upcoming releases, I guess upcoming releases that we are excited about. Um, But first we wanted to talk a little bit about the E3 news. Yeah, because it's hard to talk about things we're we're excited coming up without saying, uh, you know, where a lot of games normally will announce their updates. Uh, E3 2022 has been canceled. Uh, This is what, the second year in a row? Third, did they because they canceled it in 2020, 2021 too, right? Oh, did they? Yeah, okay, okay. So, yeah, I mean, everyone's been talking about sort of the um, I don't know, the, de- the demise of E3, and maybe that's just going to happen by all these cancellations. Um, it's hard to start up a, an event uh, again after a few years of not doing one. I also think a lot of the hype is gone for it, too, because especially with, like, the growth of social media since, you know, in the past, even just Mm. five years, you know, I think a lot of game companies and developers, especially indie brands, used to really um, count on the hype of E3 in order to... to be yeah. able to, you know, make announcements. Um, I, I've obviously never been to the E3, like, um, event itself because it's literally on the other side of the country. Yeah. I don't know how it compares to, like, PAX East where there's a lot of, like, demo tables. Like, you know, there's a lot of, like, little events going on at the game. Some, um, I, I like, I think sometimes things are, are like, released or not released, but talked about during Ether, um, sorry, PAX. Um, yeah. You know, and I think it's, it is a smaller, but even PAX Prime is smaller than E3 used to be. And I think those are probably just easier to maintain. And they don't rely on, you know, just the hype of upcoming games. Like, that's obviously a big part of it. But, you yeah. know, they have a lot of other stuff there, too. You know, tabletop gaming, magic tournaments, things like that. Yeah, and of course, the big players have really moved to their own showcases mm-hmm, now. Nintendo first with the the directs, and then um, I forget, I think Microsoft has been doing something on their own. Um, although I think they've still been supporting E3 uh, for a lot longer than the other players. And PlayStation with their um, uh, state of play, um, which is you know their their version of a direct. Yeah. So I think the big players have been kind of going off on their own. So that they can set their own time type, time schedules. And they probably um, don't have to pay. Well, I mean, obviously yeah. they pay for it a certain amount. But I'm sure that they are paying advertising dollars to E3 in order mm-hmm. to, you know, be a part of that. And, you know, I think it makes financial sense. And I don't know if that's true or not, but I assume it is um, to be a part of it, to have, you know, things set up there. Um so yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy, but it's not unexpected, and um, I don't know. People have been talking about sort of the demise of of whether we need E three or not, and it's going to give us another year of not having it to see, you know, that it doesn't really seem to have an effect on yeah. the industry to not do it. I'm not any less informed about the games coming up than I was when I watch any more or less informed um, than when I watched E three in the past yeah so yeah so um i don't know it's it's it'll be interesting to see where it goes yeah and if it if next year they they terminate it or because if they don't do it next year then i think they either have to make the decision to cancel it permanently or do something else yeah i feel like if they were to to try and make a real go of it they might have to just um I feel like they'd have to go completely crazy. They'd have to make it the biggest E3 ever to make it worthwhile, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's that's my opinion. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good take or not. (laughs) I have no idea. I don't. I'm neutral about it. Like, I'm not going to go. Like, if it's available online, I'll probably watch it. 
But I mean, I think the last E3 that they had, I don't think I watched any of the live streams. I think I watched like secondary um, coverage on it. Yeah. And like playbacks. So we'll see. So yeah, that's E3. Um, and I wanted to, to, you know, as we do each episode, uh, say, you know, what we've been playing in the time since the last episode. So what have you been up to? I've been playing Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. It is so good. I almost wasn't going to buy it because I'm, you know, just being frugal at the moment. Yep. Um, but I'm weak and I have no <laughs> impulse control. And I'm just like, you know, I'm going to do it. Plus, you got like a really cool butt stallion glider for Fortnite. Um, so that was that was a bonus. Um, it's so good. It's amazing um, for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, it's a Borderlands affiliated game made by, I mean, the same people that made Borderlands, um, Tiny Tina's, the, the whole thing came from a DLC from Borderlands 2, which is really cool because it's, um, the DLC was like a D&D campaign, but it was also how Tina coped with the death of like one of her um, friends, idols, father figures, uh, Roland. Um, so like, she, you know, she's going through it and like at the end, everybody realizes it's how she's grieving. So it was one of those like, you know, serious, like funny games with like a serious moment. Um, Roland does make it like a quick appearance, but it's, this one's a lot more lighthearted, but I, I really like the nod to it. The classes are really fun. Um, especially for, and for how much games have been struggling with new releases, like, you know, um, what was it? Uh, Cyberpunk came out in 2020 and had, like, it was basically unplayable. Um, this had some bugs in some issues, but overall it also had a pretty smooth release, which was nice to see. Um, but it's so fun. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have been uh, ecstatic because my Steam Deck came in, and I don't remember yeah. if it had come in by the time of our previous episode. I think it had just shipped. Oh my gosh, it has been a blast. It has been a majorly fun time. I, I wrapped up the, the Half-Life 2s. Um, I started playing a little bit of Tunic. Um, that game is hard. It It is, you know, Zelda theming on top of your sort of... Um, uh, your Dark Souls like dodge roll and stab in the back, and there's like Jeez. the the like bonfires that you can recover your health at, but then it also restores all the enemies. Like actually, oh, no. like actually, like actually Dark Souls design in there, and it's also got like oh, this wow. obtuseness to it, where it's like the world is just very strange, and like there's no like. There's no English text. It's all like in-world sort of gibberish writing, at least as far as I can tell. I, I haven't really looked at it too hard. Um, but like you unlock pieces of like the game manual and it looks like an old Zelda game manual. Um, and I'm sure they want you to go online and talk to the community. And it's like very fez in that regard of like very strange and mysterious and like discovering things that are absolutely obtuse is part of the experience. Which means I haven't gotten very far. It's really cool, but I, I am getting murdered. It's the most adorable uh, way to die on on <laughs> on uh, gaming right now, I think. Dark Souls, but make it cute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so that was cool. And then the one game I think that I wanted to recommend that I played from start to finish on here um, in the time was called Say No More. It's this really cool, like, I mean, if you like the, you're obviously, I know you like the, the Katamari type humor. It has that like block people kind of funniness to it, uh, where you're like, you're an intern going to this new company and everyone's told they, they have to be yes men and they have to say yes to everything. And then from the ceiling of your horrible intern desk drops this like motivational cassette tape and you put it on and it's like this. 80s looking motivational wrestler type dude who's like you've got to say no more just go ahead and push the button to say no sometimes you've got to give them a cold no you know sometimes you gotta <laughs> give them a hot no <laughs> try laughing at them to weaken their confidence like it's it's really funny and it's actually pretty touching um and it's all the ways that like telling people no is actually you know helpful to people and it's really really cool but it's wicked funny it's just bizarre and everyone walks around with like the silliest walks ever i have to show you footage it's super funny um but it didn't take too long to to 
play from start to finish. So um, that was a blast. <laughs> that actually reminds me, Sam was kind enough to gift me a copy of Donut Country, and I played through that, and it was hilarious. It was oh, very fun. Yes. Donut County so good. It's so funny. I just, <laughs> I love the raccoon and he's just such a jerk. I love it. He is. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so I, I, that in the same kind of vein of super fun doesn't take a ton of time to go through, but I mean, there's still stuff you can go back and like, Oh yeah. Like challenges to complete and stuff. So yep. I haven't done that. I just played through the, the game. But yeah. That yes. One. Same with the say no more. I actually went back and tried to get the more of the achievements, which um, if you don't immediately say no to everyone, some people have some hidden things that happen if you just actually hear them out. And I'm like, oh, I should have been more discerning my first playthrough. I just had fun with the no button. Um, <laughs> but hey, that's what that's what achievements are for, right? To get you yes. to explore more of the game, yep. hopefully. Um, yeah, so uh, that I guess that leads into, yeah, our, our t main topic today our future wish lists are games we're looking forward to. Um, I think our, our our big rule was basically that, you know, it had to be something kind of substantial, like it had to have footage, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it, it couldn't be coming out very soon, such that, you know, it, it would release before the episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So, and I, I guess I'll caveat with uh, that we might... You know, we some of these have very little information, so we might be speculating a little bit. But I'm, I'm going to try and make sure I, I delineate between what's actually been shown and what I think it might, you know, entail. Um, but, but yeah, so so I think you have the first pick. I do. Um, so this one it's called Palia. It is a casual high fantasy MMO with like simulation, like farming. Um, aspects to it it shares devs from um blizzard riot and epic and it's being released it doesn't have a release date yet it just is in the very 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 early stages i did sign up for the pre-alpha um by singularity six incorporated um so i it this i i like mmos and this one really looks like um kind of like I mean the graphics are better than like an Animal Crossing or a Stardew Valley but it's like really bright and colorful yeah it's gonna, it's gonna be on the it's cozier yeah it's, it's definitely on the cozy side and it's I don't actually don't know if there's any battle like mechanics or if there's any fighting mm. um, but they put a huge emphasis on like the social aspect of the game I know that there is um uh, gardening, mining, fishing, exploration, home decor, like you're going to have a home you can, um, you can decorate and add your, you know, invite friends over to guilds are called neighborhoods, which is really cute. Oh, that's so cute. Isn't it cute? Yeah. <laughs> um, they just last month re, uh, revealed some of their monetization plan. Cause that was the big thing, mm. especially with like modern MMOs, you know, you never know, is it going to be a money pet? Is it going to be, you know, pay to win, you know, how many whales are going to go in there and just swipe until they, they have everything. Um, which is, it has been a huge problem. It's why I stopped playing games like Arc Age and Neverwinter because you just have the people, you know, the credit card warriors who, you could just never get ahead because it was, you know, people are just buying their way through the game. Yeah. Um, so the game will be free to play, but they did say that the microtransactions are going to be cosmetics only, which I am fine with. Um, and you can't buy anything that, like, you can't buy with real world money anything that you have to earn in game. Oh, and okay. vice versa. So I don't think, like, I'm sure you'll be able to unlock some cosmetics in game, but the ones that they sell in the store sound like you're not going to be able to earn them at all, which I'm fine with. Um, Has there been a lot of uh, gameplay footage or just like a one trailer? Really, it's basically just the one trailer. And then they released a little bit of like gameplay footage, but it's just like hmm. the whoever's controlling the character going through like the main hub. Um, that was released like, I would say like six to nine ish months ago. Um, so this is like very, very early development. It doesn't have a release date. I think it'll probably, whatever they set will be delayed just because most things have been. Mm. Um, and obviously, there's a lot that has to go into an MMO. And I don't, 
I would rather have it be delayed than have an issue like um, New World did, where it was basically an unfinished game yeah. that was released um, with like not much content, a lot of bugs. Um, yeah, I, I would I would rather wait than to deal with another New World situation. <laughs> that was like the most disappointing thing of last year for me. Um, but yeah, it looks really cute. Um, and it was actually one of my friends I was playing New World with. We were talking about games and she had told me about this one and I had never heard of it before. Um, and I've been following it ever since. And it, it looks really good. Like, I, I think like if, if you want an MMO that's like, you know, dungeons and fighting and battles, like I don't think this one's for you, but it does look like a nice, cozy, like fun social MMO. So I'm very excited about that one. It's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Cool. What yeah. Is yours? Yeah. My first pick is like emotionally the complete opposite. It is the most <laughs> hype thing I can imagine seeing on the radar. Like I am more excited for this game than I've been excited for a, a game in a very long time. Uh, it is Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. It is by Team Reptile, and these guys went straight out the gate knowing exactly how to target the people who were going to play this game. Um, they have made, historically, the, the two big games they made were uh, Lethal League and its follow-up Lethal, uh, Lethal League Blaze, which is like a fighting game where like there's like a like a baseball like hyper hyperactive like ball in play that can attack that you can attack with and get hit by um they've through that through that fighting game they've honed their ability to mimic the graphical style of the old jet set radio future game which you might remember from the favorite games uh was one of mine an old uh sega game and with this new game, Bomber Cyberfunk, um, they are 100% going after being a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio Future. Um, and it looks like they've borrowed some more of the graffiti system from the original Jet Set Radio, where it was more of a like a quick time event, but with like thumbstick motions. Um, so like y- you could learn like swipe this way, this way, this way, this way. With the sticks, which is a lot more engaging than like hit A, B, B, Y. Um, but uh, Jet Set Radio Future uh, had just like a trigger pull. Like they, they simplified it a little bit too much, which it was fine for that game. But I think the combination of this sort of open world running around, skating and doing a bunch of graffiti while getting chased by um, over the top ridiculous police force who is firing missiles and using machine guns on you like um and and they've hit all of the the trailers they've done um that that have you know that aren't just like a quiet gameplay thing have been right out the gate with the bombastic new theme song from Hideki Naganuma who did you know original soundtrack for Jets Radio and Jets Radio Future um the one thing that, that definitely looks new, obviously, you know, it's it's uh, a bigger game. And this team, Team Reptile, has done a lot of really interesting character designs that I'm really excited about. Um, and it looks like there's a bunch of different types of skaters this time. So I think the main the main character they've been showing off has like this robot head thing. And it looks like he's got like um, like skate shoe, like uh, soaps on, like just shoes that can can grind rails and things. Um, but they've definitely showed off somebody who has a skateboard and they've shown off this girl who has like um, big poofy hair and uh, rollerblades. So it looks like they're getting all different types of skaters in here. And it's kind of a graffiti focused uh, action game. And I'm just I'm so hyped because they've shown off so much footage um, without really revealing too much either, I guess. They've been doing a lot of character like wireframe reveals on their on their Instagram and things, and they've got a couple trailers, and I think there was one kind of gameplay focused one, and it was just it's so it's so hype. Um, <laughs> every time that every time that music from the trailer hits, I'm just like freaking out every time. I'm so hype for this. Um, I'm and I think they've they've built up to it. Unlike some fan projects that kind of try to right out the gate with no experience game dev try to make 
a spiritual successor to to Jet, the Jetstar Radio series. These guys have really, you know, cut their teeth on some some smaller games, some different types of games, and I, I think, um, I think we're expecting it sometime in 2022. And I'm going to guess this summer because of how much what they showed off looks and feels kind of complete. And the fact that they've been doing their social media pushes so regularly, um, either they have an amazing social media team who knows how to trickle things out or they have enough stuff because they're closer to release. So. (laughs) Hopefully it means they're closer to release because I I don't think any of the games that I thinking of or talking about today are ha- like have a i mean none of them have like a true release date yet yeah and like they're, i think most of them are listed in steam yep but there's only one that has any like alpha play at all so be nice if one of these things came out within the next six months <laughs> yeah i agree i think this is the one that i like i most i most believe is going to come out soon despite them not saying it um the rest of these are either end of the year or extremely vague and it might even be pushed out to the next year or the year after, which would be fine. You know, uh, I'd rather release solid, but, but yeah. I really, I have high hopes for this one um, in general. And I think, I don't know, I'm just very excited for, for it to come out. It's just, it's a very hype game, very hype music. And it's, it's ticking all the boxes for being a spiritual successor um, without feeling like a, a weird clone. You know, they, they're doing their own thing. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think that your next pick has a lot of hype around it generally. <laughs> it does. And it was recently delayed, which I'm not surprised about. Um, Breath of the Wild, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Um, I figured because it didn't have like a, like a name, like a true name yet, um, that it wasn't going to come out this year. And Nintendo, I think just last week, week before, they announced it's going to be coming out next year. I, I think latest next year. I I feel like it may be holiday season twenty twenty three, if not like early twenty twenty four. Yeah. Um. But it, it's a. Uh, this is actually the only triple A title in my list. I thought. Well, actually, I don't even know if this is a triple A title. I've oh, it is. About, I would consider well, no, it. I thought about talking about Ashes of Creation, but I didn't feel like there was enough mm. to go on. I'm not also convinced that it's ever going to be released. So I wanted to pick things that I was confident would actually see the light of day. Um, and this one definitely will. I think it's just going to take Nintendo a while. Um, I loved the first Breath of the Wild game. It was the first game I bought for my Switch. I actually had to play through the bulk of the game twice because I <laughs> my Switch died. Oh, no. And I had to send it in for repairs. And it was right before the um, the cloud storage Oh, yeah. So yep. I lost all of my data. Um, so I had to go through it again, and it, it was still enjoyable the second time around. It's just such a wonderful open world, you know, game feel to it. I really love what they did with the first game. Some of the mechanics you see for the second game look really interesting. I'm not one of those people that picks apart the lore of like trailers. I actually it drives me crazy when people do that when they like speculate like, oh, this little speck on links you know (laughs) is is this and it's okay like go off if that's what you want to do but like i yeah clearly the the youtube video with the red circle on on, on link's new arm exactly like and i mean if that's what they're passionate about and want to do that's fine but i'm just i don't have the energy to to dive in like that um the gameplay so far has looked good because when they released the or when they announced the delay, there was a little more gameplay. I mean, it definitely has the same kind of like, I don't want to say washed out, but like bright kind of yeah watercolor almost look that the first game had, which I really liked. I really, really liked the graphics from Breath of the Wild 2. Um, I'm sorry, Breath of the First one and, you know, Joy-Con drift aside the... Um, the the, uh, controls were pretty smooth yeah so i'm hoping all of that translates into the second one whenever we whenever we get it it looked like they had some at least from what i remember of the teaser they had some more like some floating islands yeah it looks like there's gonna be because they they mentioned that like you'll be on the ground and in the air so i'm sure that Mm. the islands in the air are probably something 
I mean, they're definitely something new. They didn't really explain how you would get there or how they were incorporated into the game. Um, but I assume it's going to be like an integral part of the, the story. Yeah. Yeah, it should be exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. And that brings us to your next pick. Sure. Um, so, yeah, it's funny. I mentioned uh, uh, Dark Soulsian design uh, earlier with Tunic. Um, uh, my next pick is Hollow Knight Silk Song. Now, uh, did you play the original Hollow Knight? I have it installed on my computer. When okay. we first started brainstorming this podcast, I was like, if we're going to be talking about indie games, I should play Hollow Knight. <laughs> I own it. Mm. And it's sat just installed on my computer. So yeah. I have not. Uh, it is a game that um, initially kicked my ass quite a bit. But then uh, I did beat it. I think I got like 140%. It's one of those where like beating it is only you know, maybe halfway to what's possible to do in the game. Uh, yeah. And then I did a bunch of post-game, some bosses I'd missed and, and content, which was wonderful. Uh, not everything. Not everything. I don't think I'll ever get everything because at some point I just started feeling um, carpal tunnel in my wrists. Some, yeah. especially uh, 2D platformers, some games just, just do that. They just are a little too physically strenuous for me nowadays. But yeah, so Hollow Knight uh, Silk Song is a game by uh, Team Cherry. And they announced it in 2019 after many years of expanding and expanding and expanding the original Hollow Knight. Um, there was like three or four different expansions. Um, it's a much bigger game than it started out as. And I actually, I don't think they've ever said a date. My guess is anywhere from 2022 to 2024. They've shown footage off and it looks amazing. And the stuff they showed off seems very complete. It does not mean that the rest of the game is, but it yeah. looked amazing from what I saw. And it looks like I love the Hollow Knight style. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's, it is. Yeah, it's really that much, eye catching. Yeah, and that much art takes a long time to 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 draw just mm -hmm. alone. So I totally understand. But um yeah, the sequel here, you play as um Princess Hornet, who was sort of a um a rival, you know, sort of a uh protector of the realm in the original game that you had to fight a few times and um kind of like a, a knuckles the echidna role where she's she's fighting you because she's protecting the land sort of thing um but you play as her and she's kidnapped and taken to this new realm called like farloom and it looks gorgeous um i don't know i just beautiful game it's going to be tough as nails um you know, get your get your platforming skills uh, ready for it. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, Hollow Knight Silk Song. I'm just I'm very excited because of how much I loved the original game. I'm it's one I keep meaning to play, and I'm one of those people that either loves or hates a platformer. Like mm. if it doesn't catch me in the first ten minutes, I play it. I will never pick it up again. Okay. Um, because they just, I they don't catch me, but this one, this one also has a, I, I hear a good story attached to it. So I'm more inclined to play something like that. Yeah, it is. Um, it, it's so the original Hollow Knight, at least, and I'm sure the Silk Song will follow in its lead, um, had a lot of environmental storytelling, had a lot of mysterious stuff going on. Um, a lot of just the small areas and back alleys you discover kind of fill in the story of the world for you and it, it it'll be something that you'll you'll get so far with just the secrets and then it'll go okay i need to know more and like what has the community found out about this oh my god that's so incredible and deep and interesting um there's a lot to it and it's not it's, yeah, it's very it's obtuse and mysterious um and it is it is a rogue uh sorry a, um it's not a roguelike it is a metroid <laughs> it's the other indie uh, genre it's a metroidvania so you'll be darting back and forth across the map to unlock new areas uh, all over as you uh, get new abilities but also just kind of learn more um and and there's a point halfway through the story where the world where the starting area changes so that it's a little bit harder so that um you don't feel like crossing the world is a pushover uh you know once you get good um so yeah it's 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 incredible but nice. yeah so so my next pick is called cult of the lamb nice it looks like diablo meets animal crossing 
um like all of the characters are like really cute and cartoony but it's also like very dark so you it's a roguelike action oh sorry it's um supposed to be released sometime this year and it's by massive monster um there isn't a ton of like there's some trailers and some gameplay footage but there isn't a ton out that i could find it is a roguelike action adventure game with some dungeon crawling aspects you play as a lamb who's about to be sacrificed but gets possessed um and so after the lamb is possessed uh he starts uh recruiting other animals to his cult to save the world essentially is what i gathered from it Hmm. um it looks really cute yeah these these screenshots really give me like um don't (laughs) don't starve don't starve vibes uh, art art wise yeah, it's it's I think it's a little more rounded than that, but yeah, it's got that same like dark vibe. And by round I mean like the characters are round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just meant like <laughs> the um like the the 2D dolls in like an isometric 3D world kind of yeah. look. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it looks like a lot of fun. Um and I love I always joke with um like friends that yeah, I'm going to start a cult. So this one is like <laughs> part of that joke i guess it's because we actually are um when we made a th- they weren't called guilds i forget what they were called in uh, our gauge like it was like the cult because we and like we all like whenever we were playing together wore the same like weird outfit <laughs> and like we would just do stuff like like various games where we were just like dressed the same and acting weird um so i think this this falls into that interest of mine that's awesome and it, it just looks like a lot of fun um because I guess you do get to like perform some of like the the acts of running a cult. Like I guess you have like little um, like rituals to like strengthen your faction. I, I guess you could call it. Um, so it looks really really fun and just I mean I I think it's a really unique idea. Um, you know, this cute little lamb becoming a cult leader and actually running a cult. And I mean, like, you don't know the motivations of whatever it is that possessed the lamb. And that did seem to be an emphasis that like that could come back to bite the mm, lamb. Okay. So like, I think there'll probably be a twist. I don't know if it will be delayed or not. Yeah. I'm hoping it comes out this year because I really, really want to play it. Nice. All right. Well, um, yeah, my my next pick uh, also should hopefully come out this year. They've said uh, December or Christmas time frame at least. Um, and, you know, I kind of believe them on that time frame because I think that this game has. <laughs> well, I think this game has been delayed already, um, but it's Sonic Frontiers uh, by, by Sega uh, and Sonic Team, of course. Um, and it is a strange one from what we've seen in the trailer. It's like. And I think that somebody said uh, from the marketing team said it was an open zone Sonic game, right? Uh, open world. Um, honestly, it looks like a like an Unreal Engine four like they should hire this man demo. It looks like a Breath of the Wild or Shadow of the Colossus, but then they just plopped Sonic there, and I I don't know if he feels if he feels like he belongs in the environment we've seen him in. Um, it's still very early days. I don't think, I think they're keeping most of what this game is pretty close to the cards. Um, my wild speculation is that the, like, digital explosions we've seen suggest that, like, I don't know, maybe Sonic's trapped in, like, a virtual world and he's trying to get out. I don't know. That's just my guess. It could be absolutely none of that. Um, it, I don't know. It just looks really weird. And I'm kind of down for a throw spaghetti at the wall Sonic game again. Cause I've got a, <laughs> I mean, I've got a few cool solid ones that I'm going to replay a million times over. Right. I got my Sonic mania. I got my adventure two and unleashed and generations like, you know, um, forces was, was close with the character creation. That was an amazing idea. Um, but I'm I'm ready for something that's just completely unexpected, completely weird. It, it the the world kind of reminds me when I saw the trailers for Sonic uh, 2006, and we were like, "Wow, look at those realistic trees, man!" Um, and you know, while that game is an absolute nightmare, I really, you know, I did play through it all because <laughs> I'm going to do so <laughs> with Sonic games. So, um, I I don't I really don't know what to expect, and I, like I'm at the point where like. 
I kind of, I'm just morbidly curious or just weirdly curious, like, what even, is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad in an interesting way? Like, it's going to be different and very different. And that's kind of, that's kind of exciting on its own. <laughs> I like to see classic franchises doing things that are completely unexpected. And I think especially with the success of like Pokemon Legends, mm. um, I think, I can't think of any other examples. I'm sure there are other examples though of like taking a different approach to, you know, what people expect, you know, I, I, people are open to it. Um, especially if, if the engine is good, the design is good, you know, the game elements are good. You know, I think people are up to try new things. I mean, I think people are tired of, you know, franchise after franchise making the exact same game over and over again. So I, yeah. I hope it's different. I've never played a Sonic game, but I'd really like to see yeah. when developers take those risks and, even more so when it pays off because sure. I think people are really interested in, you know, the, the characters that they love in very, very different game forms. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a, it's a weird one. I'm, I'm happily apprehensive and I'm excited. So, Oh, anyway, uh, let's get into your next pick. So this one I found out about a while ago and it's been in development for a while it's called Maneko's Night Market, and it's by Meowza Games. It's expected to be out this year. It was announced a while ago, so I think that it probably will be out sometime this year, but there's no, like, time frame. Um, it's a, like, an a RPG narrative and story-driven um, game where you, there's farming aspects, but it's not heavy on that. Um, there's a lot of crafting Essentially, you make friends with your neighbors and um, to sell items in your market, essentially. Okay. Um, and I mean, it's very cute. It's very bright. Well, I don't want to say it's bright because it takes place at night, but like the it's very warm. Okay. Despite being like a night market, like um, it, it looks really fun and like cats are a big part of the game. I guess like you farm the cats and the items that you get from the cats are like main crafting components. Um, so, I mean, I'm a sucker for cats. So it, it just looks really fun, really cozy. Um, I don't a hundred percent know what to expect of it. Cause a lot of the game footage that I saw was just like the, the character you control, you know, running around hanging out with neighbors and stuff and, Far, uh, pulling cats out of the ground. Um, so I'm not 100% sure what to expect of it, but I really, I'm excited for it nonetheless. Yeah. I, I hope because I don't know where it is in the development. I couldn't find that information. It might be out there, but I'm hoping because it was announced so long ago that it's coming out like soon. Gotcha. Yeah, I should have, I should have guessed that it was a uh, cat themed by the, the developer. Yeah. Games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not a theme necessarily, but it's like, a, a component yeah um so yeah it, it looks really cute i hate to compare it to like animal crossing again but i guess like because I, I watched a um a an interview with the developers and they said it's like it, it's not going to be like um i just the name of the game uh just flew out of my head oh goodness um but it's not, it's going to be like the social aspect of Animal Crossing or Harvest Moon where you're really like getting to know your neighbors and um, like that kind of social aspect. Okay. And the more you get to know, you know, the, the people around you, like the more they'll do for you, essentially. Um, so it, it's cozy in that aspect, not so much um, like farming heavy it sound, or anything like that. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Like a social social sim. Yeah, I think so. I think that that's the vibe I get from it. Um, so I don't 100% know what it's going to look like, but it looks really, really fun and adorable. And I will definitely be picking that up as soon as it has a release date. Nice. Cute. And I don't think it will be. I hope it's not going to be delayed. I think. I don't think it will be. Fingers mm. crossed. Okay. So, uh, yeah, my next game is, uh, is going to be a... Uh... Well, it's Star Trek Resurgence. It was like just announced, but we they said that it's going to come out this year. Um, I'm pretty sure it was just announced like um, maybe a month or two ago. And, and yeah, it, it's going to come out this year. So 
I don't know if it's going to be episodic. I, I don't think so. Nothing, none of the the marketing has said as much. It might just be a smaller game that they might be testing the waters to see how it goes. But um, it's by Dramatic Labs, which I looked at it and it's just uh, a whole bunch of staff of people who used to work at Telltale. So and it's going to be a very similar game to sort of the later Telltale games. Um, you know, a, an adventure game with lots of um, decisions to be made. Um, it looks like they're punctuating some moments with some action set set pieces where like, you know, you've got like your phaser and you're defending some stuff like on the hull of the ship. Um, so it looks like it's going to balance some act, some small bits of action uh, with some some adventure game stuff, which kind of reminds me of um, uh, there 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 was an old Star Trek game that came out um, years ago after Insurrection that was like a top down adventure game with some bits of action. Um, it kind of gives me that vibes, but like more modern. Um, and um, lore wise, it takes place sort of after the next generation films like two years after Voyager comes home sort of thing, 2380. Okay. Um, so it's like that, that just after the golden age stuff where there's still some unknowns to go, um, where like Star Trek lower decks takes place sort of a, a time frame, I guess. But I don't know. It looks really solid. It looks like they got the look and feel of Star Trek down. It looks like there's going to be a lot of diplomacy and ship stuff and phasers. And um, sounds like Star Trek to me. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm I'm really excited um, that that we're gonna get some some new stories in that that time period of Star Trek. Yeah, that's really cool. I love the idea of like a Star Trek like Telltale type game. Yeah, I don't know. I, I we I've had uh, I don't know. It's it's been a feast for Star Trek fans lately. We've got like five shows and uh, a bunch of games and stuff. Um, but most yeah. of it's been mobile games. Up, so it'll be nice to get an adventure game for sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I hadn't heard of it before this, but yeah, I, I would definitely be interested in looking into it more. I love Star Trek. I've been watching it forever. Nice. Uh, so Same. I, and, and that year is my favorite, like the Voyager DS9 yep. kind of era. Yep. Uh, DS9, I think, is my favorite series. Yeah, it is for a lot of people. I think Yeah. I, I recently, I only recently watched DS9. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I think... Despite its flaws, Voyager might still be my favorite um, for for many reasons. But it's like, really good. Yeah, I mean, all solid. They're all solid picks. Um, yes. Um, so my last pick is called Baron Breakfast, and this one actually is in alpha. I think it's either alpha or pre. Like people have seen, like I've seen gameplay footage of it because people have, have played it and made videos about it. And you are supposed to come out this year at some point. It's by Armor Games. Um, it definitely looks like an Armor Games game. It has that like really nice, solid cartoon feel to it, but it's still very polished. Um, you're a bear. You are running a bed and breakfast in the woods, uh, which you furnish and maintain. So it's got crafting and RPG elements. Um, I'm hoping because it's already in alpha, it's not going to be delayed. I hope that means that it's, on the horizon because the gameplay looks really like it just looks like it the like the character dialogue I've seen looks really funny um you know you're not supposed to question why the bear is talking or running a bed breakfast <laughs> in the woods or how you know um oh my so gosh I, I'm gonna I have to send this to at least a couple of people I know <laughs> it looks so good I found out about it a couple of months ago um I was just looking at up, upcoming games and this this popped up but for, you know, things that people were excited about. And after watching the gameplay footage, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It looks, even the alpha looks polished. Like it looks like it's a finished game. So I'm hoping it's almost ready for release. Oh, that's super cool looking. I'm digging that art style. I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, my last game is SteamWorld Headhunter. Um, I'm a fan of the SteamWorld series. They've done a bunch of games in different genres. And uh, like they did a couple uh, SteamWorld digs. Um, there, there's been a, I think there was a card game recently. Um, there was a, a strategy shooter, um, uh, SteamWorld Heist, which was wicked good. That's probably my favorite so far. Um, 
And this one looks like it's going... So, well, traditionally they've been 2D games that are very steampunky. Um, takes place in this, like, post-post-post-apocalyptic world where, you know, it's all just robots and, like, the planet's been blown up and stuff. Um, it looks like this is going to be in 3D. Um, so image and form are going... Um, out of their comfort zone and going into a 3D game, it seems, which means that, you know, I'm guessing not this year. I'm guessing maybe next year, because um, it'll take them a lot longer to do a 3D game, um, being, you know, wizards at their gorgeous 2D art style. You know, it takes some time to adjust and just to build those worlds. So um, it looks like it's a co-op third-person shooter, and the trailer had one of, the, like, two sort of Wild West robots going off in a high noon standoff and one of them shoots the other and he goes and takes a look and that robot's head is gone and he turns around and that head is like crawling on its own legs and it jumps at him and I'm like, what? So maybe losing your head is going to be part of the gameplay, which sounds really interesting. So a little pun off of Headhunter, it seems. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. I always like a good SteamWorld game. Yeah, I've seen them around. I have never played one. It's, uh, but I've definitely like I've I've seen other people play them. And they seem solid. Yeah, so. they're pretty good games. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. So I think that's all of our games that were on our our upcoming wish lists. A um, lot of cool stuff. Um, stuff from your list. I'm going to be checking out <laughs> for yeah, sure. Yours, I'm gonna check out too. It's interesting because I'm not really excited for any like huge like triple A titles coming up. Yeah, the feature the only one is Legend of Zelda. Um, like I said, I don't know if Ashes of I don't think Ashes of Creation would be considered triple A, but there's definitely a hype around it. But I think that like a lot of the smaller titles have just they're just so much more unique, you know what I mean? Yeah, um. Versus looking forward to like another Call of Duty game or another Assassin's Creed game that's exactly the same as all the others. So I can't think of a single. And normally there's at least a couple that I'm looking forward to. But when I was putting this list together, I, I couldn't think of any. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think um, I, I just think, uh, you know, people have been uh, holed up in their in their apartments for a couple years and that that is a breeding ground for good indie games and the dev tools have been so much better than they yeah. used to be so it's a lot easier to make a game uh not easy but easier um yeah. so i think we're just getting we might be be having a, a like a golden a age of, of yeah of, of indie games coming up this this and next year for sure if we're not already in so. it you know yeah i hope so because i think the major markets are so stale right now yeah. that, you know, I, I mean, even the, the big games like Cyberpunk and um, was the other one that was released last year, Outer Worlds. Actually, Outer Worlds did look interesting. I just didn't have anything that could run it at the time. <laughs> um, I do now, but haven't played it, you know, but yeah. with like stuff like that aside, but even then, you know, a lot of the bigger companies have had such problems either getting games out sure that run well and i think some of that is probably just the higher ups being like get it out get it out get it out yeah one well, and part of that is also um you know uh, everyone was gearing up to release their new games on the next generation and then because Nobody of can buy them right because of global global uh, part shortages they can't make enough of them so they can't tell their audience to go buy the next generation so they have to make all these games that were not optimized for last gen yeah oh yeah <laughs> to go I and mean, work even, on last gen um i bought a new pc last year and i i bought it spring of 2021 and i looked for like at least six months for a graphics to try card? to find something with yeah yeah that either wasn't super overpriced or you know that i i feel like wasn't a ripoff or you know because i wasn't gonna buy one from like a reseller yeah or anything like that so i was like stocking my local computer store i ended up buying a computer from i buy power yeah and that worked out really well so Price was good but it, you know i think despite despite all these I you know, maybe even because of the delays, I'm more excited for a lot of these games because they've had more time in the oven. And, exactly. And and so I think I'm very excited for all the games coming up. 
but yeah. In the credits of Tiny Tina's, it mentions that most of the game was made at home during lockdown. <laughs> yep. So yeah, that leads us to our, our what are we playing in the in the interim until next episode? And I think you've already answered. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna be I already got to max level, so now I'm just doing the chaos dungeons. Um and finishing up any side quests. So I'll probably be doing that. And then I picked up well, I didn't I got it when it released week before something like that rune factory five i've never played a rune factory game before they've been on my list to play for a long time oh um so i bought it i pre-ordered it and honestly forgot about it like i pre-ordered it months and months ago and then i just got the shipping notification i was like well i guess i'm getting that (laughs) i forgot about it um so i'm gonna i'm gonna give that a go i think too nice nice yeah um yeah i'm gonna be uh continuing to to um, dive into games I have been sort of putting off until I got my Steam Deck. Uh, I started Dead Space. I'm really enjoying it. The, uh, so that's I'm, a good one. I'm gonna, a good game. I'm gonna try and and you know play through more of that if I can't get to the end of it. Um, and then for some uh, more more chill gameplay time, I think I might pick up uh, Grapple Dog. Um, or I I I have Grapple Dog, and I started playing it um but i haven't really delved into it so uh, it's a really really cute 2d um platformer that has like a grapple hook and your dog what's the experience of dead space on a handheld because my favorite thing about games like that is i i I don't like games like that like i played dead space for whatever um playstation it came out three at the time i don't remember yeah, was it three? Yep. So I played it on Xbox 360 then. Yeah. I don't, I played it before. I don't remember what system. Yeah. And my favorite way to play horror games is on PC with, um, like headphones. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely. Um. I I did play it out and about like when I was at the mechanics and things, and I had to turn on subtitles. Um, and I do feel like headphones, uh, I mean, the Steam Deck has incredibly powerful, like way too powerful speakers. So like if I was at home and I just had the volume up, I think I'd be fine. But I think I might be, I should probably carry headphones with me when I'm out and about. I will say though, um, it might not be an on the go game just because man, it did get stressful and I had to like switch to another game. I had to switch to another, I had to switch to another game. It's Uh, supposed to be though. And I like it. I I absolutely love it. It's fantastic. Um, But, but yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be like playing it at the park and like freaking out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I might be curling up on the, on the couch here and playing it uh, more, more than likely. Um, It is, it is really nice to have the, the back grip buttons, kind of like the Mm -hmm. back paddles on like a Xbox elite. Um, that you can assign to anything. Um, it is has been nice to be able to assign those grip buttons to different things. Um, okay. So like I don't have to hold the shoulder to I can hold the grip to 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 run or something. Um, but yeah, it's been fun exploring that because it's an old game that I've been recommended a million times and I never got around to. So uh, it's been cool to finally play it. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you, listeners. I hope you enjoyed, and I hope you discovered some new things to put on your wish list, too. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will catch you next time. Bye.